The world has written a narrative of motherhood that's narrow and limiting. But that's not how motherhood was designed to be. We don't have to accept that narrative or stay in that confined space. As Christian mothers, we have the freedom to create a beautiful, fulfilling, and inspiring life for ourselves and for our families. We can live a life of purpose and vision in the midst of the confusion around us. I want you to move from being unsure to being confident as a mom. I want to see you let go of the overwhelm and guilt and embrace the freedom we have in Christ. Let's learn how to enjoy the life and the family we've been given. Let's create homes where faith can grow and hearts can be shaped for the kingdom. I'm Audrey McCracken, and welcome to Grace for My Home. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Grace for My Home. I hope that you're doing well, and I'm so glad you decided to join me here again today. I really do look forward to our times together. This is a blessing to me to be able to come to you and just encourage you um, as a mom. Today, I wanted to talk with you about training versus teaching and what that looks like. You know, a lot of times we use those words interchangeably, but they're different. Training and teaching are different. And when I recognize that, and when I saw that, when I saw the difference in training my children versus teaching them, it really helped me. It took a load off of me. It showed me another way. And that may sound like I'm exaggerating a bit, but I don't think I am. I mean, I I really, I really remember thinking, oh, okay, well, I can do that. And so I want to share it with you today, and hopefully, maybe it's something you already know. Maybe it's old news to you, but it might encourage you or remind you of something good. So hopefully, you'll be blessed by it today. But if it's a new concept, I really hope that you put it into practice in your life and can see growth in it. So what I want to say about training and teaching is that they're not the same, even though we use those words interchangeably a lot. Teaching is telling. It's instructing. It's explaining. It's giving information. But training is showing. Training is discipling, modeling, correcting, disciplining. It is working with someone until that desired change takes root. See, that is training. And teaching can be a part and needs to be a part of training. But they're different. See, training is the big picture. And teaching is a part of that picture. It's a a piece of that puzzle. Teaching is telling and it works with the mind. You know, it, it works in the mind. And it deals with things of the mind. But training, it is showing and helping. And it deals with the heart and with the will. And, you know, when it's, I, I relate it this way. Let me give you a, a, an analogy. I work, I work better with analogies. But t- teaching is like 
Okay, you you know where your child needs to go, right? You know the path they need to take. So it's like saying, that's the path right there. Okay, you need to get on that path. I've been on this path before. So listen to me. I know the way. Get on that path. Stay on that path. There's going to be things that are going to try and get you off the path, but don't do that. You get on that path and it's like, you're okay, you may tell them about some of the pitfalls and you may tell them, oh, there's some really good rest stops on this path. You know, don't forget to stop here. And this is a really good place to stop here. But it's sending them out there and saying, go, I'm teaching you the way, right? Training is taking them by the hand. And walking with them on that path. It's saying, come on, honey, let's go. And so you're there to show them the path. And when the pitfalls come, you're there to pull them out. And when they see something shiny that's not on the path, you're there to say, no, no, no. I know that looks attractive, but that's not on the path. You don't want it. Trust me. You're to, you can get them back on the path. And when you're tired and you're going to get tired because it's a hard path, it's a hard road, then you can both stop and rest together and enjoy each other. See, that is training. Training is doing it with them and showing them the way. And see, eventually, as they mature, they will learn the way. They may learn the way better than you. And the ultimate goal is they will teach the path. They will teach the way They will train their own children on the path. Isn't that good? But how do we do that? Right? It sounds good, Audrey. That sounds really good. But how do I do that? Well, it would take a long time for me to tell you everything. So, and and I will, I will. You know, that's why I started this podcast, because this has been so helpful to me in raising my children in the way I feel like the Lord has called me to. But what I I want to share with you today is I I thought, how can I break this down and just give some things that would be helpful for the week, for this week? And I want to share with you five things that have helped me or five tools that have helped me in training my children. And I think this will kind of give you a, a, a good a good view, a good overview of what it means to train versus to teach. The first one is the first tool that we can use in training our children is modeling. Now, modeling is being the example, showing them the way by being the example. And that's what Jesus did for us. He didn't just come and die for our sins. He did die for our sins. He did give his life for us. But before he did that, he lived a life before us that was perfect. He showed us the way by the life he lived. He was an example of love and grace and all things good. Now, we're not Jesus, so I'm not asking you to be perfect, but I'm saying that we need to live the kind of life that we want our children to live. See, God made children, he made people to learn by mimicking, to learn by seeing. And so, When we give them an example, our teaching, when we give them a living example, our teaching is more meaningful because we can see it. You know, it's one thing to tell somebody what a rabbit is, right? I can tell you a rabbit is furry and he's got a, he's got a 
fluffy tail and he's got long ears, but that doesn't mean anything until I show you what a rabbit is. You know, you may have some kind of crazy idea in your head if you've never seen one and I'm trying to explain it. And so that's what a model is. A model shows you this is how you do it. So part of training is being that example, being that model, saying this is how we do it. This is what it looks like to forgive. This is what it looks like to be faithful when you want to give up. This is what it looks like to do hard things. So see, we have to live the kind of life we want them to live. It's not about being perfect. You know, even part of modeling is what do you do when you mess up? That helped me. That took a load off of me that even in my mistakes, I can be an example to my children. This is what you do when you mess up. You apologize. You repent to the Lord. You try to do better. You, you know, you, you go by grace because in your own self, you can't change. You have to ask the Lord to help you to change. So we model before them. We are their example to follow. That's number one. Number two is habit or habits. Habits, good or bad, are literally pathways in our brain that our brain has made or developed so that we don't have to stop at every turn, every corner, every junction and say, what do I do here? Habits are ways that our mind goes on autopilot. So when we come to a familiar situation, we know what to do. And they help us use less brain power. So habits can be a mama's friend when it comes to training our children. If we can help our children develop good habits, then we can help them know how to handle certain situations. And are habits foolproof? Are they perfect? No. We've always got a choice. We've always got a decision to make. And so do our children. But giving them good habits can give them a boost. It can give them a, a helping hand. You know, I'll give you an example of, of habit. You know, for example, here in the southern part of the United States, we always say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. And my mother-in-law is a stickler for this. She has taught my children always, always say, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Even when I would let it slide, she does not let it slide. And that's good manners. It's a good habit. I agree with that. I think it's great. Well, my son Caleb was on a soccer team this past year, and the coach told him, told the whole team, do not call me, sir. Call me by my first name. Well, he could not do that. He could not break that habit to save his life. You know, the coach would actually say, Caleb, don't call me, sir. And he would say, yes, sir, because he couldn't break that habit. It was so ingrained in him. So see, for the good or for the bad, we develop habits. But if we can help our children to develop good habits, then it will help them not have to stop and make every decision every day. Now, that takes time. You know, forming a habit, it's hard for us. So you know it's hard for them. But if we can help them to establish habits that work for them instead of against them, then it helps them to make a lot of decisions up front of how they're going to behave, of how they're going to act in a given situation. You know, I, I think of it kind of like this. I think of habits kind of like this. It's like that path we were talking about. Well, imagine instead of a path, a jungle. And 
when our children are, you know, facing that jungle, there is no path, but there's a jungle of decisions they have to make every day. Am I going to do this or am I going to do that? Am I going to do this or am I going to do that? Well, a habit is like taking a machete and cutting a path for them to follow. So they don't have to make all those decisions. Now, do they have to stay on the path? Not necessarily. You know, are habits foolproof? No. We always have a choice. But that it's e- a habit makes it easier for them to stay on the path than to go off the path. They can leave the path. They have a choice. They have a free will. But see, the habit makes it easier to do the right thing than to not do the right thing. So that's a good habit. So I just encourage you, help your children to develop good habits for life, and it will help you in your training them. And I'm trying to develop good habits too. So it's not just for our kids, right? Number three is relationship. The stronger your relationship is with your child, the more open their heart will be to you for correction and for training and for discipling. The Bible says, and it says in Hebrews 12, 11, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Discipline hurts. You know, correction doesn't feel good. I don't like being corrected, you know, but it also says that the wise, they take correction. And to be wise, we have to be corrected. And it goes for us as, as for our children. But when we, when we have a strong relationship with our children, then they're more open to our correction. Now, it doesn't make everything perfect. It doesn't make everything perfect, but it makes things easier. I've done a whole podcast on relationship, and it's called The Power of Relationship, The Key to Your Child's Heart. And I really encourage you to listen to that because relationship is the key to our children's heart. When they know that we're on their side, that we've got their back, that we're going to love them no matter what, that you know we're going to correct them because we love them, but that we are for them, then they come to us with their problems. They come to us with their weaknesses. There's going to be things that yeah they don't want to bring to us. But if it's something weighing on their heart and they know they, they can trust us with it, they'll bring it to us. And that's the goal. That's the goal. So developing a close relationship, letting them know you love them no matter what, you know, working on that relationship, that helps you in training them in the way they need to go. It gives you access to their hearts. And all training needs to be heart training. It needs to get to the heart. If it doesn't get to the heart, then it's not, then it's just surface level. And it's not going to last. See, the goal, the ultimate goal is that our children will want to obey us and want to obey the Lord even in our absence. In other words, they're not just doing it because we're standing there and they know they're going to get punished if they don't. They're doing it from a heart that wants to obey. That's hard. That's hard for adults. So we can have compassion on them. We can have grace with them because we know this is hard work and it's heart work, but it works and it's good. Number four, teaching. 
So teaching is part of training. Teaching is good. I'm not bashing teaching. But teaching needs to be a part of the big picture. There is a time for teaching. But little ones cannot take, cannot understand direct teaching. Think about it. You cannot reason with a one-year-old or a two-year-old. You can't teach them in the formal sense of teaching them. You can train them. But the other things like modeling and the relationship and the habits, you can train those things before you can explicitly teach. So teaching is good, but you can train. And that's why I love the the concept of training, because you can train so much earlier than you can sit down and teach. Now, see, that's where it's frustrating when you're trying to teach kids who cannot reason because they don't understand and they go more on feeling than they do reason. And so training is not just Training is the whole picture. So, but teaching, the thing I love, see, I'm a teacher by nature, right? I love to teach. That's why I do the podcast. I love to teach. I like to help people see, you know, but teaching, the thing about teaching is I can think, what do I want to pass on to my children? What do I want to teach them? Right, there's so many good things we can pass on, and then there's so many good things we can teach. And teaching excites me, excites me because I, I can make a list, and I encourage you to do this. Make a list of the things you want to teach your children before they leave home. You know, and it can you can put it in groups, you can put it in categories, you know, social skills. What do I want to teach them? I want to teach them how to talk to people, right? I want to teach them how to be social. I want to teach them good manners. I want to, you know, teach them self-control so that people want to be around them. You know, those are good things to teach. You can't teach that in a week or a year or a month. That's a lifetime, right? Same thing with, you know, what spiritual things do I want to teach them? You know, I want to teach them the plan of salvation. I want to teach them about Jesus and about God. You know, I want to teach them, you know, what his word says. I want to teach them how much he loves them. You know, you can make you know, you can teach them so many things when it comes to spiritual things. You know, how about life skills? I want to teach them how to live without their mama, right? I want to teach them how to wash their clothes. I want to teach them how to cook for themselves. I want to teach them things they, that are going to be really useful for them when they're when they're out of my home. So those are life skills. And those are things that chores really help with that you know that's that's training but it's teaching too also you know financial things i want to teach them how to save i want to teach them how to give i want to teach them how to keep a budget and so you see that possibilities are endless but you have to decide what you want to teach your children and your family for yourself but that's part of the whole concept of training And number five, the last one, is prayer. Prayer wraps it all up. Andrew Murray wrote a book, and it's probably one of my favorite books in the world. And I don't say that lightly. I keep it with me. And I've kept it with me for years and refer to it often. It's called Raising Your Child to Love God. And it's by Andrew Murray. But there's a quote in that book, and it says, 
daily prayer is the secret of training our children for God. And that is so true. You know, all these things we've talked about today, the only way they're possible is by grace. Training is heart work. And God has to reach that heart. Only God can change a heart. Only God can change a person. Only God can save a person. And so everything we do, it needs to be done in God. And if we try to do it outside of God, we're going to be very frustrated. And it's not going to look look like we want it to look. It's not going to work out the way we want it to work out. We need to go to the Lord for wisdom, for understanding, for grace, because He knows all things, and He wants to help us. We're not teaching them to walk on the path we want them to go on. We're teaching them to walk on the path of God. So we need God's help to do that. We can't do that. If we could do it without God, then Jesus died in vain. If we could do this Christian world, this Christian life without Jesus, then he died in vain. But we couldn't. And that's why he came. And it's the same with doing his work in our homes. We need Jesus. And we communicate with heaven through prayer. That's how God comes into our home is we pray and we have that line of communication with heaven. So prayer is so important. God wants to help us. And in prayer, we can take him our burdens. We can take him our shortcomings. We can take him our children's shortcomings. And that's where we receive the strength that we need when we're weak. It's where we receive the wisdom that we need when we don't know what to do because he knows what to do. You know, so many times I've been discouraged and I've just felt like, you know, I'm just not doing a good job. I don't know what to do. And I've taken my heavy heart to Jesus in prayer. And as I lay my burden at his feet, I've been able to walk out of that, that place, that time of prayer a little lighter. Now, I may not have had the answer when I walked out, but I knew that it was in his hands and that he would give me the answer. Now, when I went in there, I didn't know that. And when I went in there, I was worried and heavy. But in the act of praying, my burden fell at his feet. And then I knew I don't know the answer, but I know who does. So prayer is essential to our training our children for the Lord. Otherwise, we're working hard in our own strength, in our own limited ability and wisdom. And we don't have to do that. He knows what we need. And when we go to him in prayer, he supplies it. And he has access to our children's hearts. So when when they're struggling with something that we can't help them with, he can. When we take it to him in prayer, he does. So prayer is essential. So I hope these have been encouraging to you. Just as a recap, these are five tools that help us in training our children The first one is modeling. The second one is habits. The third is relationship. The fourth is teaching. And the fifth is prayer. And I'll talk more about these as as um, as we in in later episodes. But uh, I do want to tell you if there is something that I've spoken either either in this podcast or, or in other ones that have piqued your interest and you think, oh, I'd like to know more about that, um, shoot me an email, 
leave me a message on one of my blog posts, you know, find me on Facebook and let me know. Now I'm going to pray for you. Lord, I pray for my friends that are listening today. I pray, Lord, that you would help them. I pray, Lord, that you would help them to see through your eyes. I pray, Lord God in heaven, that you would show them how you want them to train their children and in what areas. And I pray that you would give them wisdom and that you would draw them to your side, Lord, that you would help them to pray. I know sometimes, Lord, that can just feel feel hard, Lord, because we're not sure how to pray or what to pray. But God, I just ask you for grace for them this week to pray and to see that this is not a sprint, but it is a marathon and that you can help them to pace it out. And Lord, that as they train their children, you are training them because they're your children. Lord, we thank you today for Jesus. We thank you for all you've done for us. We thank you, Lord, that we're going to be with you and love you forever. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you've enjoyed this episode today and will join me here again next week. You can find more encouragement on my blog at graceformyhome.com. God bless. Bye-bye.